Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone, and there is no Beam today. We are doing a little solo show today. Beam is traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday, so it's just me today. But don't worry, plenty of soccer to talk about. Another historic day in the World Cup. A lot of fun in this one, so we will break it all down for you. Doing this every day, if you are just stumbling upon this for the first time, every day of the World Cup uh, group stage, we are doing a breakdown, so we will have one for you as well tomorrow, breaking down all the action in groups uh, G and H, the last two groups to get underway are going to do so on Thanksgiving. But here's where we're starting today. Uh, we will talk about Japan and their just brilliant win over Germany. Uh, we will also get into Belgium and Canada. We will talk about Spain decimating Costa Rica. That was a tough one to watch if you were rooting for Costa Rica in any way. And the one that got us all started in the first place today, Croatia taking on Morocco, which I thought was an interesting game, even though it was a goalless draw. So, Let's talk about the uh, big historic win, though, for Japan beating Germany in this game. We said it in our preview podcast. Don't sleep on Japan. They're a tough, disciplined team. They always seem to play well in these tournaments. But, you know, would they be able to get one against Germany? That didn't seem likely coming into this game. But two to one winners over Germany with a couple of second half goals scored late in this game. So Beam and I were in the office together for the first part of the day and as he was leaving from his morning shift and I was coming in to start doing my job, uh, we had this game on TV. Germany was up one and nothing, second half. Gundogan had already scored the penalty for Germany. And he and I are both sitting there going, wow, Germany's flying. And I can't remember, it was some number like at the time in the 50th minute or so, he, he said, yeah, Germany's got 15 shots and Japan has two. And I was like, wow, that's... It's quite a bit of domination. 74% possession for Germany, too, in this game. And if you watched it, you saw it, right? Germany was all over the place. They had tons of chances, tons of opportunities, and yet could not find a second goal in this game. And I'm sure it had to be maddening for them, as, as fans of Germany would easily attest to. But it was it was entirely frustrating. So this was a thing, don't forget. Japan came close four years ago to beating Belgium and knocking them out of the tournament and getting to the World Cup quarterfinals. But I think this would this one is equally, if not more, shocking that they were able to get this done. As good of a team as I think Japan is, I don't think a lot of people had this one before the day. Uh, so Hajime Moriyasu, the head coach for Japan, nailed his substitutions, man. Takuma Asano came on. He was brilliant. Uh, Takumi Minimino is just... Sometimes, you know, he's a little tough to watch, a little sloppy out there, but he was everywhere, making tons of plays, making creating havoc causing all kinds of problems for Germany's back line. Uh, Ritsu Doan, he gets the goal. Doan gets the goal in the 75th minute that ties it up. And it was, you know, well-taken ball, well-taken shot, all that stuff. But Asano's goal in the 83rd minute. You're sitting there with about a foot of space between Germany's keeper's shoulder and the near post. And he's got a man running like a madman on his shoulder, trying to hack the ball away from him. He is running towards the end line. There is about a split second of time where you can, A, get the shot off, B, not run out of bounds with the ball, C, put it in an area that is about a foot and a half wide. That's That all happens at full speed after running 
for a you know decent amount of time to get to that ball. Obviously, Asano came on in the second half, so he wasn't quite as gassed maybe as another player would be. But the subs for Japan were brilliant, and all credit goes to Moriyasu for his substitutions because he made the difference in this one, I thought, for his team uh, by putting in the right guys at the right time. Japan, 2-1 to one winners. And if you don't know this about Japan, their fans are legendary for many things. One of them is Japanese fans tend to do a, a cool thing at World Cup stadiums. They do it even when they're not the team playing. But if their fans are there, they bring trash bags with them. And after the game is over, you'll see them going through the stands. It's a tra- tradition for the Japan fan group to go and clean up the stands after the game, which that doesn't mean your team's going to be any good, but it was a nice touch. And I think it, it I think it's very cool to see that happen and, and really a, a neat thing that they do. So yeah, all credit to Japan in this one. They deserved it. They earned it. And that sets up their group very interestingly now because you take a look at the standings in this one for the World Cup. I mean, we all kind of thought this was going to be with that Germany group. I think most people thought it would be Spain and Germany coming out of that. Spain held up their end of the bargain, right? In Group E, they go out and score seven goals in a destruction of Costa Rica. Uh, they, I mean, everything from Gavi was the youngest World Cup scorer since Pele, uh, 18 years old, scored a nice goal in this one. Uh, against Costa, everybody scored for Spain. Pretty much, it felt like in this one, that was more of the expected result. I don't know. I would hope Costa Rica would put up a little more of a fight than that. But Kaylor Navas, not the Kaylor Navas of old, at least not in this tournament. He looks old. He does not look like anything close to what he used to be. This was not a vintage performance from him. But certainly, his defense let him down. Spain was just running wild, and there's really not a lot. I don't think that he could have done. Had a couple that glanced off him. Maybe he should have stopped those. But what does that change it to? Four to nothing for Spain instead of seven to nothing. Whatever. Group E already Spain set plus seven goal differential. Unless Japan can shock the world and beat them too. I don't see how Spain doesn't win this group. But Japan now has a real good shot at coming away with that second spot and knocking Germany out of this tournament. So Germany's got to do something against Spain. If they have any hope, they have to get a result against Spain uh, in this group, I feel like. But yeah, that shook things up quite a bit in Group E unexpectedly and certainly pleasantly surprising. That's what we love about the world cup. It changes up on a dime. You don't know what to expect game to game, week to week. And that's the beauty of it. That's why we all watch it. That's why we wait four years to watch this stuff. We love it. Uh, Now in the other two games of the day, uh, we will talk briefly about Belgium and Canada. Uh, Batshuayi again, got a strike that ended up putting it away for his side for Belgium and Thibaut Courtois. This is why you have a guy of this caliber playing in goal where penalty is called in the, I think it's eighth minute, ninth minute of the game. Canada gets a penalty. Alfonso Davies has a chance from the spot. You know, a guy who clearly has been in big spots, big moments in his career, champions league winner with Bayern Munich. Like the guy's been there, done that. He knows the drill. This is the first world cup for Canada since 1986 though. That part is the pressure that maybe he's never felt before. It's the world cup. You're representing your country. It's a totally different thing, but it's still high pressure, but you've got Thibaut Courtois who's able to make a great save on that one. And that leaves Belgium in a good spot. Although Canada played well, right? Canada actually could, could possibly have an argument for two, if not three penalties that maybe should have been called. Didn't get called. Uh, the handball did get the VAR. That's what got the penalty kick initially for Alfonso Davies. That was called after Tejan Buchanan's shot got blocked by Yana Carrasco. So yeah, this was this was good that VAR caught that one. But uh, there were a couple other situations too that could have gone their way, didn't go their way. I'm sure maybe Canadian fans might feel hard pressed about that. But 
No penalties awarded on either of the two decisions that uh, VAR was involved in. So Canada had some opportunities, could not capitalize on them. Belgium capitalized on one, and that's how it goes. When you have a good team like Belgium, they're able to get things done sometimes that maybe other teams are not able to. Belgium found a way in this one with a team that I think has a lot of holes. I'm not saying Belgium's bad by any stretch of the imagination. They're still very talented, very likely to be the winners of this group. But watching that Croatia-Morocco game, Croatia's got some old dudes too, right? They've got some guys that have been around, done that thing. Luka Modric, my guy, we've talked about him quite a bit. Persich is out there making plays left and right. All Everybody on their defense is like playing awesome, playing like they've been playing for a million years. But Morocco, man... I, I feel like Croatia and Morocco really are going to give something to Belgium. Belgium had all they could handle with Canada today. And Morocco and Croatia, I think, are better than Canada. And I think Morocco certainly has an opportunity to go out there, and, and Croatia does too, to get points off of Canada and to get points off of Belgium. That Group F is going to be a lot of fun too. Do not think Belgium is just clearly going to just sail on through and make it. Although Belgium has the talent to do so, I would not totally just put it up to say Belgium's just out of the woods and done. They beat Canada. Yay. I mean, they were expected to a lot tougher game than I think they expected, or I don't know what they expected, but they should have known it was going to be tough. So this is one to keep an eye on in that group. Uh, We are going to see what those results tend to be as we go forward. Uh, Real quick, I'll give you an update on where these are going to go next, like where these group games will be again Uh, The next time we will see all four of these teams is Sunday. Japan will be taking on Costa Rica at 5 a.m. Belgium will take on Morocco at 8 a.m. That's a good one on Sunday. Absolutely going to be watching that one. Croatia, Canada, again, also should be really good. 11 a.m. for that one. Those are all on FS1. Spain and Germany, 2 p.m. on Sunday, FS1. Man, this is the World Cup. This is what we wanted. This is the fun times. This is what you're looking for. That's the second game of those two groups that just went down uh, today, groups uh, E and F. When we come back, we will take a look at the action for tomorrow and preview that next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. It defies description. Now back to Bone and Beam United. Brought to you by Zaftik Italian Village. Do not forget, you can join myself and Brandon Bean, even though he's not on this episode of the podcast. We will both be out on Friday at Zaftik Italian Village for whatever's happening on Friday, November 25th. I don't know. If there's soccer on, maybe at 2 p.m., possibly involving teams from, I don't know, a couple countries that used one used to be a colony of the other. United States, England. I just said random words out of nowhere. Anyway, 2 o'clock. If you're going to be around, you better get there before 2 o'clock. It is Zaftig Italian Village. We're looking forward to seeing you out there. That should be a lot of fun. All right. Now, on to the World Cup, which I definitely wasn't talking about just there. For your Thanksgiving slate, if you are trying to get away from the family for a little bit and watch some soccer, or maybe just getting up early, maybe you're basting your turkey. <laughs> Whatever. You've... <laughs> You got a turkey in the oven. You want to watch some soccer. I got you covered. Group G, Switzerland gets a started versus Cameroon. Uh, that game is at 5 a.m. on FS1. Getting up early to base your turkey. I know how that goes. Uh, that is a Group G matchup. The other Group G matchup we'll talk about in a second. Then you have two Group H matchups sandwiched in between the Group G matchups. 8 a.m. Uruguay takes on South Korea. That is on FS1, as is the 5 a.m. game with Switzerland and Cameroon. Uh, and then Portugal versus Ghana. 11 a.m. on Fox. 
That is uh, big boy Fox there. So if you want to watch Portugal get their campaign started, that should be a good one. Then we will get to the game that I'm really looking forward to, quite honestly, in part because, well, I'm just, I've got a lot on the line. I'm in a fantasy league where I took Brazil as my number one team. And if they win and they score a lot of goals, that's going to help me out quite a bit. I need it, especially after Spain put up a big number and France put up a big number and England put up a big number. I need Brazil to come through against Serbia. I don't know if that's going to be easy, though. Serbia is pretty tough. 2 p.m. Brazil, Serbia. That is on Fox as well. That is the other Group G matchup. So there you go. Switzerland, Cameroon, Uruguay, South Korea, Portugal, Ghana, Brazil, Serbia for your Turkey day. Beam will have a recap for you after all those games. And we'll be back at some point, probably Saturday morning. We'll have our recap from Friday because I'll be honest, Friday is going to be a bit of a mess. <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a day. So we will get to you and get to all that because we will be out at Zaftig Italian Village for whatever soccer might be happening on Friday. I have no idea what it is. Anyway, you can find us there and on Twitter at Bone Beam United. If you've enjoyed this podcast, by all means, uh, subscribe to it. Maybe leave a rating on your app if you can do that. Tell people why you like it. Tweet at Bone Beam United. Let us know what you think. That's all good, too. Till next time, we'll see you. Have a great Thanksgiving and enjoy the World Cup. Courtesy of Bone and Beam United. 